Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. This is the only podcast that gives you a raw and unfiltered perspective of what it's really like to be a professional cheerleader. Whether you're currently on a pro team, an alumni, or really curious about what it takes to become a pro cheerleader, the Pro Cheerleading Podcast gives you all the inside scoop and hot topics in the pro cheerleading industry and in-depth interviews of current and former cheerleaders. I'm your host, Makiba. Join me every Wednesday as I reveal the truth behind the palms. Well, everybody, I'm so excited about today's interview. I have Jackie Cakel with us. Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast, Jackie. I've been like excited as hell to like officially meet you. You are legendary. And I knew so many people would like comment and share things of yours. And I'm like, who is this woman? So I'm just so glad that I had the balls to reach out to you. And you said no. yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, Welcome like equally, it's like. Thank you so, so much. This meant the world to me to officially meet you as well. And I've been watching your work and uh, it's incredible. So I think you have such a great energy and, and force within this industry. So, so blessed that, yeah, we crossed paths and we're here. <laughs> yes, we're here. You have such an incredible story and I don't want to spoil it for anyone. And I don't even know where I want to jump into it, but uh, just for those who don't know, you are an amazing choreographer with like over 20 years experience. And then you're also the owner and founder of Dance Team Central. And so we're going to go through your background. There's so many things. And I just encourage everybody to get on your Instagram and do what I did and stalk the crap out of this woman. Just oh. <laughs> so many amazing things that you've been up to and walking down memory lane. So let's go back and we can go back as far as you want to go. But I just want to hear your journey as a dancer, first and foremost? Yeah, so I was raised uh, in Des Moines, Iowa, single mom. And back in the, the 80s, the early 80s and 90s, when I got into this industry, there wasn't a lot of training, believe it or not. And now like I was super on the map for dance and especially dance team. But back then, not a lot of training, nor did we have a lot of money growing up. So the idea of me being in the industry was just, I don't know, it was just, it was like, okay, can this happen? Can it not? I think my love for dance did start at a very young age. I always had a lot of energy growing up. <laughs> and if there was music on, like I was bopping around to it. My mom kind of took notice to that. And she actually ended up putting me in gymnastics classes to begin. Okay. So that was mm -hmm. like my first indoctrine into anything kind of sports or athletic related from there, I and I have to bring this up because it is like such a crucial moment in how I think I found my love for dance. And okay. I can remember being in like elementary school and I would come home from school and it was like, you know, MTV, BET were like the thing. The music videos. Yes, that's that's right? how I grew up. It's that's, like you came home and you turn on the TV and you watched MTV, BET, like music videos, the little shows that they'd have on. Yeah. Have. yeah. I'm with you. I'm so with you. Right? Like all that. And so I would obsessively watch these videos like Janet Jackson, Paula Abdul, Madonna. And I gravitated a lot towards like hip hop and R&B stuff and then, you know, some pop artists. But like. I would watch these videos and this is literally, that's how I trained myself. Like I, I've never had any formal training still to this day. I mean, 
gotten <laughs> quite a bit of experience, you know, throughout my time. But these videos, I would learn the choreography. I'd be in my little basement practicing all day and night. And then somehow it just kind of started to evolve. I'm like, all right, well, I like to move to the music this way. And I would start to kind of make little things up and stuff. And then fast forward to high school, I got introduced to this whole dance team idea. And I tried out my freshman year, didn't make the squad. And I was devastated, but I was also like, all right, like, what do I need to do? Like, let's figure this out, you know? And, um, and so next year ended up making the team and then became captain and choreographer my senior year, which was pretty cool. Um, Mm -hmm. and then during my time on this team, I just, the whole, I guess, team environment and the dance team industry was, it was just something that I was like, this, this is where I want to live. Like, I love this. Again, I wasn't really exposed to any of that where I was in Iowa. So I guess the dance team community just seemed like, oh my gosh, this is the place for me. And so Mm -hmm. I really started to seek out, okay, well, if I'm going to go to college, I want to dance, I got to dance. And so I ended up somehow coming across the Louisville Ladybirds dance team. And that was it for me. I'm like, Ma, this is my dream. I don't know how we're gonna make this happen. But we got to like, can we do this? And she's like, Yep, like, you know, you train, do what you can do. And so my little booty drove down to Louisville from Iowa, it's like 11 hour drive, I was all by myself. And that was my choice. Mom was like, wow. you decide. She's like, if you want to go, go do this. And I'm like, so I go down. I had no expectations of making this team my first year out. I really just wanted to get the experience, see what it was about. I miraculously made this squad somehow, (laughs) became a ladybird. (laughs) And from there, like, it was a lot to navigate. I mean, one of the best college dance teams in the nation. And so it, Mm -hmm. it was, it was a lot for me to try and balance the school and the commitments of the team and all that. So I was actually just on the squad for one year and then Mm -hmm. had some friends that were like, we're moving to Portland, Oregon. And this was a few years I had stayed in Louisville. And so I was like, you know what? I want to come with you. I don't know anything about Portland, Oregon, but let me, let me go. I just love it. You're just like, let's try it. And they were, they were really great friends of mine. and, And one of them was from there. So I thought, let me just, let me go out and see this. And my mom has been great we might not know like financially how we're going to make something happen or how we're going to exactly connect all these dots. But she's always been like, Jackie, do what you need to do. Go like, we will, we'll always figure this out. So, you know, instead of me going, mom, let me go to Los Angeles and dance like, and try there, like, let me go to Portland, Oregon. But so you know what (laughs) it happened. And so getting out to Portland, that's really kind of where, I would say my choreography like career started to to take off. Like, I mean, it, it wasn't instantly at all, but I, you know, got out there. I finished college out there and then I just started, I worked my nine to five and then mm-hmm. became um, head coach of a team. And then from there, my choreography just kind of started to to take off so that's the origin story well i was so <laughs> impressed because of all the stalking um i saw your post of <laughs> i'm a professional stalker um, no i love you. 
this is why I feel like I know people already. They're like, oh, this is crazy. But no, uh, but it's like it's just the way the world now, I guess. But I saw your post about being 16 years old, typing this letter oh. so that you can go visit a school. I just that story has to be told because to me, I mean, I didn't realize we were somewhat close in age, but just knowing, like you said, how you grew up, like what we were actually watching, if you didn't catch it live, that meant you were trying to like record it with your VCR. Well, actually we couldn't even program them back then. I don't think you just had to no. catch it live and record you it did. actually, if you wanted to be able to watch it back. But that's how yeah. I taught myself choreography. I wasn't trained either, but you recorded those performances or those videos you play them back. You try to slow-mo it if you could, if you didn't know it. Well, at least yes. I am speaking for myself. But yeah, you're literally trying to teach yourself the choreography that way. And just like you said um, in that post, it was just, we were a lot li more limited in terms of just the resources. There was no social media. Internet wasn't mm -hmm. even kind of really a thing yet. And just no, so, I mean, I that mean, letter is tight. It's tight. <laughs> it's on a typewriter. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> But I love, I mean, it's a letter, number one. Nobody writes letters. It's all email. But I just wanted you to share that story because it, to me, it just totally captures the woman that I'm kind of getting to know now, just of like the, the tenacity and just that fearlessness. I'm like so impressed by that. So tell that story. If oh, you don't mind. gosh. No, thank you. I, you know, it's crazy for me to, to like, when I stop and think about some of these. I don't know, for me, just little pivotal moments, even at a young mm -hmm. age where I've just never been afraid to, to go after things. Um, and maybe that's not maybe I think it's a lot of kudos to my mom for just, again, that support factor and just going, you know what, Jax, you're not going to get everything you go after, but you're, you're not going to know until you try. And so mm -hmm. I think back then, I, again, I was obsessed with, with this industry and this community and just how can I get better and how, how can my team that I'm a part of, how could we get better? And, you know, once you understand your goals and your team's goals. And so, yeah, I, in high school, the Collierville high school dance team, which, you know, they were great back then. They kind of had a little hiatus for a minute and now they're like really back in it. And so for me, that was like the the Louisville Ladybirds of the high school, you know, uh, or yeah, high school dance teams. And so we had ordered, I think, the the UDA national tapes, and it would air it on ESPN as well. And so the minute I saw them, I'm like, oh my god, like this team, like everything about their delivery and what they were putting out. I'm like, I got to meet these people. <laughs> I've got to. And, and I fortunately was able to cross paths with them briefly as a teenager at the event, but then mm -hmm. getting back, I'm like, okay, no, I really need to get to know these people and what's going on behind the scenes with them. And how are they like the nicest people right on the planet too? like that combination for me? I'm like, oh, my gosh, yes, this is it. So, yeah, I ended up um, me and my my teammate at the time, Jane, we formulated this this letter. And I look back and <laughs> some of the like the way it was put. I mean, it was like pretty direct. I'm like, oh, I might have like it was adorable, <laughs> but so badass at the same time. It was so it was so innocent, but it was just like, oh, and call us collect. It's fine. And oh, and by the way, we'll probably need to stay with you um, because my mom will want to meet you. But otherwise, like, can we come down and hang out for a few days? 
I loved it. I freaking loved oh it because it, again, so innocent, but just so bold. And it was just invigorating. You probably didn't even think like, oh, this is take, this is a lot right now. You just probably just were in like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to research how to figure out who coaches. I'm going to send them a letter and I'm going to just tell them I want to come down. I love it. You have the post of the actual letter. I encourage people to go check it out, but it was the best. I read that like a couple of oh, times because I was just like, oh this God. is awesome. <laughs> It is. It is great. And what's even funnier about that is when my mom sent me the photo of it, she literally had to take it to her office and like it, the way they mailed it and she stamped it, like showing that, you know, we needed to know that this letter was going to reach them. And, and so the exact date and time it was sent anyway. Yeah. We were, (laughs) were, we were laser focused on like meeting, meeting this team and, and it happened. I mean, it happened like, and it's crazy, you know, we, oh my gosh. So but that's how you get that's how you get things done it's like it's that fearlessness of just trying seeing what happens it really is I mean I don't think that's really what it boils down to if you don't put yourself out there it wouldn't have happened right it's so funny I walk by every day the same and in great context but I feel like we always say what's the worst that can happen but what Mm -hmm. I walk by is this quote that says what's the best that can happen and I love that I mean same same right having best versus worst like just inserting that word it's like yeah what is the best that can happen you know these people are going to reach back out or this person's gonna help me with this or whatever it is it's just Yeah. yeah it's like I mean you got really you got nothing to lose if you're coming from this like genuine intentional place Mm-hmm. You, you have nothing to lose. You really don't. Yeah, you're still gonna make mistakes, right? But yeah, you learn. You can bounce back. It's like you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta step forward though, and just and go after it. I think once in a while. So yeah. You know. So then, so your career went from uh, moving out to Portland, starting to coach. Uh, was that kind of like the end of your journey as a dancer, or did you also pursue um, opportunities to dance professionally as well? Yes. So I started to audition for things out in Portland, primarily of its mm-hmm. pro teams. And mm-hmm. I couldn't make those teams for whatever reason. It was just not my time, mm-hmm. you know, and it's interesting because I think, you know, a similar thing happened in high school for me. I didn't, I didn't make the team the first time. And, and so mm-hmm. in not getting the outcome that you're hoping for, I started to look at kind of why I was auditioning for these teams and, Mm -hmm. and then figuring out, you know, is the universe trying to kind of say, all right, we're saving you from some potential disaster, so to speak, or maybe you could be utilized somewhere else. Also, like, maybe is there another avenue or route we can be on that can still fulfill that why? And so mm-hmm. while I was auditioning for pro teams, the coaching jobs started to come up and then a few other little choreography jobs started to come up. So I didn't necessarily give up on trying to audition or go after other potential, you know, dancer roles, but it was just the, I don't know, the universe put some other opportunities in front of me. And so I ended up kind of steering that direction mm-hmm. instead. In the moments where you are like, 
denied an opportunity, depending on how you look at it, right? Or if a door closes and how you interpret that in your life, you can think, okay, I'm going to like super duper lock in laser focus on this goal that I have. And if you do that, that's great. But you also may be missing out on other opportunities that might be present for you, things to consider or pursue. Um, And so I know it's probably a balance of like, if you are open and you do pursue other things, are you giving up on yourself? Are you putting it on hold? Like, I'm sure there's a lot right. that you're kind of processing of like, what does this mean and how do I redirect? But I love that you had that level of, I would say maturity, you know, um, to really look at things in that way where you're willing to like say, okay, if it's not this right now, it doesn't mean that it's never, but look at what else is happening in my world. And maybe yeah. there's another way like feeding that why. And that's, I think that's rather mature as hell. Just jumping back real quick. When I was in high school, I mean, mm-hmm. I felt like I had to be a part of this team. This was my only way I was ever going to be able to dance. Like that was my mindset. You know, again, I was yeah. in a bubble. I was I, where I lived and what, what I was exposed to. So I was like, extremely focused on, you know, getting to accomplishing that, like that was nope. And I guess if it didn't ever end up happening, it didn't. But, you know, when, when it came to pro team auditions, I also didn't seek out, which is just weird to me, but I didn't have like this mentor or this person that was really challenging me and going, nope, Jackie, no, 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 you're not stopping this. Like, we're going to figure this out. (laughs) We're going to get you more prepared. We're going to dial you in, you know, and so I didn't have that. And I was new to Portland and and I traveled a little bit to, to audition for other teams as well. But you know, it was just new environment. And I just didn't have the sense at the time to really, which again, it, it's odd to me, because I have always been seeking out and, and understanding like, okay, how can we how do we, make how this do I get happen? It? Or, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you had mentioned you weren't formally trained either. I just mm-hmm. feel like it can be a great asset. Sometimes we can be a little more flexible in our thinking. And, and again, it's not about giving up or putting the excuses out there, blaming other people or whatever the case may be, but it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe this isn't meant for me right now, you know? And, and, but I yeah, don't want to yeah. give up on being a part of this industry. So what else can I do? And I didn't even, I mean, coaching wasn't even on my radar, you know, but it, it mm-hmm. happened. And then, in my mind, I'm like the choreography aspect of it. I just was kind of using it as this position of like, oh my gosh, I get to choreograph. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh, I have to manage and mom 25 young adults. <laughs> okay, that probably is way more important than choreography, Jackie, but we're going to do this. <laughs> you know, anyway. So, um, I love it. So yeah. how did you enjoy just that aspect of it, of coaching and molding all these lives in addition to you know, teaching them choreography. I always thought about it in terms of like people who maybe don't have dance training, but become these amazing coaches and choreographers of trained dancers. Like how does that dynamic even play out where it's like, do that, what, that thing that I don't even know what to call spin. <laughs> do that spin thing where you like, <laughs> how did you manage all of that? And how did you feed yourself as, in terms of that craft, becoming a coach? Yeah, you know, I think there was, good amount of knowledge like that I had received from my high school coaches and teammates as well as my college team. But I was always seeking out, you know, how to do things and people or resources that I felt like, okay, if this 
can help me. I feel like this might be able to help my team. I feel like my girls coached me a lot as well. I mean, I, I definitely had a very clear vision and, you know, it was people that signed up to be a part of this team knew exactly what they were in for. You know, it wasn't a team for everybody. Mm -hmm. I ran a very tight ship and I think in doing so, I think it allowed me to earn their respect of my dancers. And so Mm -hmm. when I would come forth, maybe not knowing how to train them exactly, you know, whether that be with the movement or with the, you know, choreography or the the training Mm -hmm. piece, they were like, all right, coach, we got you. Like, you know, we kind of utilize each other's knowledge and talents. Um, And I was so open to that. You know, I, I think there is this fine balance as a coach to where just because you have a title as a coach, you can't expect kids of any age, I shouldn't say kids, young, you know, mm-hmm. up to the pro world, you, you can't just expect them that that you're in this role and they're going to respect you and they're going to do every, you know, you can't. And, no, and you yeah. gotta, you gotta figure out a way to just, you know, I think listening to them and understanding like where they're at, how they learn best, you know, and, and also like, I think it's, you, you gotta have the rules and and the regulations, if you will. And most of my girls, like I would do end of the year surveys and feedback and they're like, oh, you know, we might've been upset one day, but we love that we had to X, Y, and Z. Understanding the emotional roller coaster and being able to push, but in a way that they can respond back and still feel like, okay, I get it. I get why she's pushing me and not just be mm-hmm. like, oh. Because we're going to get into your coaching style as well. I mean, it just rules and regulations, like you said, are kind of like, they're a necessity is for any program to, I think, be successful. You have to have like, you know, your expectations and having them clear and for people to understand the why behind the pushing, behind the no, you know, all of those yeah. things that will still bring the best out of your athletes. It is. And I will tell you, like, I will give my dancers props for that because I came in with this very competitive background. I mean, between my high school and college teams, that's where the focus laid. And so they taught me a lot about tradition and like, coach, Mm -hmm. hey, like, wait, you know, you, you want us to do all this stuff, but but why? I have, you know, no problem cracking the whip, but, and I, and and for me, it was like, I did that because I knew when I made the teams that I made in high school, college, that I was there for a reason. And those coaches put me there. So there wasn't a lot of questions asked. Like that was back in the day, whether right or wrong, but it's like, you just, you you went with it. And for whatever reason, I understood it. I'm like, okay, you know, this tough love, quote unquote, some people understand that term. Some people are like, no, not so much. So my team really taught me a lot about, okay, slow your roll. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's sit down. We didn't have too many kumbaya moments, but I, I really learned like, no, we got to listen and just take listen in what's important other. to them. And, and so, mm-hmm. yeah. So I give my dancers back then, like they really taught me about, okay, it's important. We can't just always work, 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 work. We got to understand why we're working and just that mental psychology and emotional psychology behind it, which I think Mm -hmm. back in the day. Yeah, that wasn't really like leadership style. I would say probably earlier on, it was kind of more iron fist probably and nice people, but that was just the way that they probably led. And that was probably more so the norm than this 
let's meet halfway in the middle and we'll have team meetings to bring up things that we some resistance to whatever. Like it just wasn't fully see that. So you were coaching at high school and collegiate level. Is that right? So I just coached at the high school level. Central Catholic was my first coaching job. And then from there, I had coached at Southridge High School, which was in Beaverton, Oregon. And we built an extremely successful program locally and at a national level. And so I was there for a decade. And then I decided it was just time. It was time to to move on, which it was tough. Mm -hmm. It was really, really tough. That was, you know... My, my marriage and kids, so to speak, but it was time for me to, to move on and just pursue some other goals. You know, it's like you're helping other people reach their goals for so Which long and, and, you know, yeah. and you're, you're still moving along and, and doing stuff that's fulfilling for yourself. But I'm like, where am I trying to, to go with all of this? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So was that a pivot for you to, to focus more on choreography then in terms of like, choreographing for pro teams and things like that. Is that where that kind of became more of the focus? Yeah, it really was. So while I was coaching, I was doing a lot of local jobs for other high schools that obviously weren't in direct competition with us. And right. um, and then, yeah, I started choreographing for the Blazers quite a bit. So this was in 2018. I had just sat myself down and I was like, you know, I, I've been thinking about moving to Los Angeles for quite a while. And it was more just about, I just felt like I wanted to expand on my choreography and just be around more creative energy, you know, just see what other opportunities are out there. And so as I decided to resign, I ended up working for Tribe 99, which they have Choreo Connect as their little uh, choreography agency. So I did that for a few years and kind of got me outside the bubble. And so I was able to travel and, and get connected to other high schools and colleges and a couple teams overseas, which was really cool. So yeah, I just, I was like, I'm going to choreograph full time. And I had the resignation, which again, it was was really tough. And I moved down to Los Angeles because I could really work from anywhere. I mean, I, I was traveling and so I'm like, okay. You know, I didn't have any family in Portland per se, and I have and still have some great friends there, but there wasn't family. There was nothing tying me down and, you know, mm-hmm. love Portland, but I'm like, why am I in this rainy and gloomy city? <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful two months of the year, That's but I'm like, Jackie, you love the sunshine. You, I mean, we talked about this in Seattle, you mm-hmm. know, and I was like, let's do this. And so mom and I, you know, she flew out and we drove a U-Haul down and, and now I'm in Los Angeles. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so the, the choreography, yeah, I just was ready to, to dive in and just see, see where it could take me. So. Well, nice. And I bet, especially for choreographers and I, knowing that, you know, you travel so much probably for, it's probably a lot easier to, to teach and to create in person for all of these different teams, but obviously with the pandemic and just seeing that you really could do, your work from anywhere because of having to probably go remote and in terms of teaching but yeah it's nice to discover like you don't really have to be rooted anywhere I mean I wish I could just pick up and sometimes and go come down no I'm kidding now that you want to be here (laughs) come down (laughs) but yeah so then tell me how you became inspired to start Dance Team Central and, and tell us all what that's about too oh my goodness so 
it's funny because uh, there wasn't this like aha moment for me. I think I've always wanted to start a business and obviously it pertained to dance. And I can remember 2011, I had written my first business plan and it was called Dance's Life. And I was Mm -hmm. coaching, choreographing at the time. The vision wasn't clear. I knew it wanted something with dance, but like, what does this look like? So fast forward, you know, for almost 10 years, over 10 years, and never really took a look at it again. It was, it's always been the back of my mind. And so 2019 rolls around, which was when I got to Los Angeles. And as we know, what started to happen 2019, the pandemic, and so had a little more time on my hands. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what, Jackie, like you moved here to seek out opportunities and, and maybe in doing so, like, it's not just about seeking, but Hey, you've wanted to build a business. You've wanted to start a business, you know, not that it's ideal time, but like, let's just look at it. Like, what can we now with the experience and, you know, everything that's going on, like, how can we maybe make this happen? So I get out the old business plan and just start, you know, I've got some really great friends and family and I'm like picking their brains and just going, okay. And they're like, here's our advice to you. They're like, do it. Quit talking about it and do it, Jackie, because we love your ideas. We love what you know what you're doing, but they're like, you got to do it. Don't just don't sit here again and say you want to do this. And I'm like, okay. So next thing I know, Anyway, the logos developed and I had this initial vision. So I feel like for our community, there's the dance training aspect. I think there's so many great resources out there, which, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll share Dance Team Central is providing as well. But as I navigated this a little bit further, there's not a lot of resources that help us as choreographers, as dancers, even as coaches to really like expand in our roles and navigate certain things, like whether that's, you know, career development, um, creative development. It's like, oh, well, I know Kiba and she's choreographed for this team or, you know, or coached for that team mm-hmm. or danced. And so maybe I can call her and, and ask her a few questions. And, you know, there's yeah. great resources, but yeah. nothing yeah. specifically identifying like, okay, this is my goal. These are the steps I need to take or, you know, what whatever that looks like. So Dance Team Central, it's really providing resources for these roles. Right now I'm laser focused on choreographers and I just think oftentimes we were all normally, I should say, not not every choreographer maybe started out as a dancer. I'm sure there's a few that, you know, are just maybe have that creative juice in them and can move. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're dancers and then we suddenly figure out we like to choreograph and then we maybe get tapped by a friend like, hey, will you come do this? And you know, and you're working for free for a couple years or minimal. I want choreographers to understand, like, there are so many things we can do in this industry as choreographers. So again, that career development, that goal setting, and then the creative aspects of what qualifications and things that we we need to have in order to maybe get to certain jobs. So because I mean, 
that path is not quite clear. I mean, I've interviewed a few choreographers, but it's not like a, okay, even, especially as a dancer. I mean, I think sometimes that seems like the natural next move after you retire is like, if you enjoy choreography is like, well, maybe I'll do choreography for the team that I'm on. And if you didn't know what you were doing or how to actually build a career in that path versus kind of stumbling along, I don't think, I think you're right. It's just not very clear how to go about it's it. It's not. There is like the business side to our role. And then obviously the creative side amongst the emotional and mental <laughs> stuff as well. But, you know, those right. two components to be able to understand some of the framework around that and then take it based on your goals, based on who you are, what your why is, and just be able to a little more clearly navigate the industry. Navigate. And when I saw your Instagram and you were sharing so much about your journey throughout your career and all the, you know, different things that you've learned. And I was just kind of like astounded because like, you're right, like these resources aren't really available. And then I'm like, she's kind of like giving it all away. And I was like scrolling. I'm like, well, how much does this cost? <laughs> Where's the price tag to give away all of this helpful information? Because you were just serving it up so clearly. I mean, just just so well-intentioned behind it, which I think is amazing. But it's just, it's a lot of information that I think, you know, people getting like a shortcut and not having to invest in it. I was like literally not yelling at Jackie, you guys, but I was just oh. like, we're going to be charging for this program because they're giving away so much helpful information that, I mean, what inspired just this serve it up on a platter? Like, here's everything I wish I knew, because I think it's so, so valuable. But like, talk us through like what it is that you're kind of your why in that department. Yeah, you know, I think the longer I'm in this industry, whether it's meeting newcomers, or even some of the most sought after choreographers, and having conversations with them. And we're all going through similar struggles and, and similar, mm-hmm. we've got these questions and, and we're just like, well, how do you do that? Well, how do you do that? Like what, what's going on here and there? And, and so I think that's a lot of my inspiration is others and trying to bring it all together and provide mm-hmm. it for people. Because I think there's such a misconception that you can't be a full-time choreographer. You can't sustain a living. And you, is that really possible? Or even part-time thing, depending how much you want it in your life. Sometimes life just takes us in a different direction. But also I feel like, oh my goodness, if they had just maybe a little more availability to more resources, would they have stuck around and pursued this? Yeah. You yeah. know? And so, and it's weird because it has taken me the last few years to really, once I had Dance Team Central on the docket, I'm like, we're doing this. I just honing in on this piece. I'm like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. And, you know, whether it's I help one person or I get to help, you know, however many, that's fine. Like, it's just, I think it's important for us all to share our stories and, and just connect, you know, and well, I think it's super commendable, number one, because I do think when you're in this space of like, of really, literally just wanting to share and connect people and help people. I know there's a fine line between doing it to your detriment. But I just think when you're really, truly that open, and it's all coming from a good place, I think it just has its way of working out, whether it's for a business purpose or not. It's just like, that is just a very admirable goal of just 
wanting people to, to be able to fulfill their potential in this space in the same way that you've been able to and also just having a little bit more of resources and, and assistance along the way. Because I mean, yeah. if you could take all the things that you've learned, the hard lessons, the good lessons, and just keep it pushing. And, you know, I struggled, you have to struggle kind of mentality. But I just think it's really awesome that you have found a way with Death Steam Central to figure out how to, to package that and to create a business for yourself in that way. So what would you say Dance Team Central offers? Give us so, the infomercial. <laughs> yeah, no, I love you. <laughs> um, I am unfortunately still working on my elevator pitch, but it's I will okay. tell you, I, and I'm, see, I'm just like open book. I'm like, I got nothing to hide, people. This is like a work in progress. You know, yes, we all start we all? from somewhere, you we know, it's like, we got to learn. We got to just learn along the way. So right now, Dance Team Central is offering in-person dance camps. So we're starting okay. in Portland, Oregon, because that's where it really kind of all started for me. And we're doing high school and college camps and they're, they're training camps focused mostly on performance material. We're doing some college prep classes pro prep classes, just a number of things with those in-person camps. And then separately, I'm developing uh, digital resources. So online okay. courses. And my first course is going to launch actually May 1st, which is a crash course in business for choreographers specifically. Oh my gosh. So, That's huge. The business side I, of it and knowing... It, oh my god, I love that already because goodness gracious, like it's so many things that are very, very costly mistakes too, in launching a business. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no, I just, it's like even hoping to connect the dots, you know, again, not just like the younger kids, but it's like, no, if you're working at least five jobs a year in choreography and getting paid, well, if you're doing one and getting paid, you're in business, right? But if you're mm-hmm. up, you know, starting to really start to work, like you got to understand the back office duties or you're, I mean, I don't want to say you're going to crash and burn because I didn't know them for years, but I'm really excited. Like I'm super passionate. That's what I did the college thing and graduated in, in marketing and advertising management. So I don't know if, you know, if, if I, it's, it's that side of you that's coming out too. Yes, but. <laughs> it is. I'm like, oh, I just, and it's it's interesting because I'm actually in business, in this business course, still able to utilize my creativity in a great way. So that's been such a great outlet, developing the mm-hmm. online course for that. And then equally as excited um, about June 1st, I'm going to launch a creative development training program, which will be a six-week program that people can sign up to. And we're going to work one-on-one with um, myself and my clients. And so I'm going to take them through the entire process, you know, even actually some of the business stuff too, they're going to be on the communication side of things. And then we're going to, yeah. So with that, they're going to also get to create with me. So I've kind of got it set up to the first four weeks. We're going to be working with a client, developing the routine. And again, just structuring, like letting others, I'm not going to unleash your creativity. That is special. That is unique. That is something you are bringing to the table. What I hope to do with this program is just, okay, if you wanted to come on and learn how to put together a competition routine for UDA, Mm -hmm. or if you wanted to choreograph for a pro team, 
what do those routines look like? How are we structuring them? Because, you know, there's, I don't want to say there's a formula, but there is, right? And it, it doesn't matter whatever your style is, right? It's certain things that you got to have. Yes, for like it's got those routine. elements. You got to yeah. have that intro that's going to grab your attention. You got to have those layers. You got you got to have the forms, the movement. So yeah. the program's designed to really allow people to bring their creativity, their choreography, and just give them some of that framework. And then at the end of the course or the training program for two weeks, then they're going to essentially get like a real life assignment, if you will. And so we'll be connecting with a team or a client, again, depending on their goals, and then they will officially get to create a routine from scratch by themselves. And I'm just going to be there for mentorship and just feedback and um, let them walk away. They'll have a routine then that they get to instruct and teach a team and gain some more experience. And so, yeah. I just could imagine, like you said, really talented people that maybe just, it's just needing, like you said, a framework or a little bit of training and mentoring, some behind the scenes, understanding the importance of setting yourself up as a business so that you can grow it that way versus just having stuff to kind of put on the resume, but not thinking of you really operating a business. I think that's phenomenal. And then having Mm -hmm. the chance to actually do some real work from it be a part of work that you're doing for real clients as well. Like that's, that's an awesome mm-hmm. opportunity versus just kind of winging it and, <laughs> or coming up with something no. that's missing elements that you need yeah. or just a little bumpier of a start. I, I yeah. think that's an awesome, awesome idea. Is it like an application process or? They will be able to go to the website. So dancingcentral.com. And they'll be able to register from the site and they'll kind of get all the details and the commitments and, you know, everything. And, and I'm actually for the creative development, I'm going to be doing consults before just to make sure like, yes, this makes sense for you. Or you know what, maybe it doesn't because I, I am at the end of the day, like I, I want people to find value and be able to be in a place that yes, this is definitely going to help you or you know what, maybe you need to do a couple more things here on your own. And then I think you invest in this, you know, so I, yeah. I, I've decided to at least for now to start to connect with people ahead of time, but everything will just, yeah, it's, it's going to be through the website and I'm learning my way around social media. It's, it's oh, taken. I'm right there with you, Jackie. Oh. Like, I just, I just can't. Like, I just need to hire a somebody who's hella into it and can just, you know, I just can't. I mean, hey, we got to pick our battles. We <laughs> but do. I... We're trying, right? We're trying. Yeah. That's all we can yeah. do. We, it's trying. true. It's true. It's like, <laughs> it is a full-time job. And I can see why people get paid to do it. And for yeah. me, I don't love it, yeah, you know, and I recognize my goodness, I, I wouldn't be here today if I wasn't on it, True. you know, so it's yeah. like, it's got some right. great perks, but man, is it it's something I, consuming and it is literally, there's science to it and math and all of the things mm-hmm. that in terms of really just rigor. And again, it's a full-time job. Anybody who works in social media is just in awe of and Oh yeah. Because it's, it's, oh it's, my goodness. It's, it's, I, I don't, and how do you do that for multiple it, clients? I don't even freaking get it. I I'm, know. I'm, I think about that. These social media managers, I'm like, 
I'm blown away. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. Yeah, I bow down to them because, (laughs) oh my goodness, no idea. Well, especially in our space too, because like, especially with music and choreography and different things, it's like finding creative ways of showcasing your work and having to navigate all the copyright stuff. I mean, it's just gotten so combo freaking looted that... You know, it's just it has. It's becoming more important to be creative in the way that you market and and spread awareness of your work in this oh, yeah. particular industry. Because it is. I mean, and everybody's. I'm surprised I even have an Instagram and didn't get kicked off when I did the playoffs a couple of years ago. Because, <laughs> you know, and I know better, but, you know, you just kind of no. wing it, hoping they don't pull your stuff down or disable your account. But no. Right. So you are able, speaking of that, like in terms of your work and the things that you're able to post from your competition routines and things like that, you are able to share. I'm still learning about the collegiate world and all the rules and the do's and the don'ts and whatnot, but you are able to share some of your, your work online, right? Yeah. And I'm in a space where a lot of my work is like, it's Mm -hmm. all licensed music, you know? And I think too, I mean, I'm sure the more, followers or whatever you have, uh, you know, I'm sure the eyes are looking down closely and, you know, it's, it's not in my wheelhouse to have followers or likes or anything. So I think I'm just able to put out my content. I've got a, you know, small following and, but yes, most of my music that is being, you know, or my routines are all licensed. So I don't know if there's some, not an algorithm, but if there's something in the system going, okay, that is a, licensed track or I don't I'm so far from understanding all the ins and outs of social media but still posting it and you know I think we get in this mindset and uh I've been doing it now that I've been on here a little more but like people in the industry get it like coaches dancers choreographers if you have to post I mean all my videos have screaming in them they some of them don't have music they're blurry I'm like you know what it's it's really about the message anyway that that is normally trying to be delivered and maybe it is just if you are just trying to showcase the routine people are going to get it if you can't post it it's got to be silent don't just take it down still put it out there and put your choreography you know that way people can see it you shouldn't sacrifice your body of work just based on like i mean i'm so over the music copyright stuff like i can't even handle it you know oh um tired of routines that you know have to be chopped and screwed a million times over in order to kind of make it where it doesn't get flagged but you know it makes me think of the choreographers and just that you are probably you're feeling more limited in what you can share and so like you said post it without sound at least we get to see the dancing it's something yeah Right. Yeah. I mean, how do you connect with it? But if it's coming down to you establishing your portfolio, like again, coaches, dancers, other clients, they're going to go, okay, you you know, of course we want to really connect with it. Yes. But if they're able to see, oh, no, this Mm -hmm. is our girl, this is our guy. Like we love what they put together here, whether it's with music or not. Yeah. I say, still yeah. go for it, you know? Well, I will say that as I scroll and depending on where I'm at and who's around, like, I know I love a routine when I don't have my volume on and I actually so am intrigued and watching the choreography. When it looks like just 
chaos and like clearly maybe the movement is super tied to whatever's going on in the song like you can kind of tell when there's a flow versus just yes. like a bunch of moves packed into an eight count or whatever but I know that I love it already when I admire volume on which now that I think about it like all the more reason post it for sure because if it's good I think it's good yeah if it's eye-catching if it's interesting and if the performance still reads with even without music that says that speaks volumes right for sure. right like the no. video you posted it was kind of a throwback and maybe it was like a video like a oh VHS my god like, <laughs> that freaking <laughs> intro no but the intro like in the first three moves like it was cr- oh. and like you said you don't need you didn't need the music to even appreciate that at all it was Do it, phenomenal oh my goodness i guess if you could wave a magic wand in like kind of the dance team universe I don't know if there's certain like trends or kind of the direction I'm starting to pay more attention to you know collegiate space I wasn't part of like a university that had like a huge dance team or you know going to nationals and this that and the third so I get a little overwhelmed because there's so many competitions and I'm like oh what is gosh, happening there's so <laughs> much I'm like what three letter combination is this and what are you know I thought we already had that competition I'm learning but oh. So I don't know weird. if there's certain trends or kind of, you know, a direction that you see the industry heading, but is there anything that you would change or that you'd like to see in the future um, for dance teams, whether it's collegiate, pro level, anything that you'd like to shed some light and wisdom on? It's so funny. Yeah. When you say the word trend, it's so interesting because I am the least trendiest person. <laughs> But I I know how you're saying it. I'm like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I the I and I am like you, like I'm a very aware of you know what's going on. But I guess mm-hmm. I've always just kind of somewhat gone against the grain, and just this whole journey's been so unconventional for me. So mm-hmm. I guess if there was one part of the industry, I, I just really feel like, and so many, I feel like more people are starting to speak up and share their stories and. I just really want, you know, not rainbows and cupcakes, but I I, like something that is just connects us and that like allows us to all share this space and do what we want to do and succeed however we want to succeed and, and support one another, because I don't know exactly what that looks like if it's you know Mm -hmm. if it's a person if it's a group of people if it's a company but I would like to see more of the organizations that are in place for this industry to just start to bring more awareness to to some of the things that we go through emotionally mentally and again Mm. providing resources that can connect the dots for more people it's something that for people especially that have been a part of this space for, for, you know, a good period of time and invested a lot um, in helping build this community into what it is today, which I consider you to be a, a big part of as well. It's always interesting to kind of ask that question of like, where are we? Because this is, believe it or not, I mean, it's a dance community. It's a cheerleading community, a professional community. It's also an industry, but we're lacking like a kind of like a, like you said, like an overarching organization. Yes this umbrella that we all fit under Um, and you have like the different leagues like NBA, NFL and all the other different 
leagues and semi-pro leagues. So there isn't like one big united federation of... Maybe chicken. we go into business <laughs> together, Makiba. Maybe this is no. the new partnership. I do feel like there, that was a void, at least that I kind of, since even in just trying to have a podcast talking about this space, like, dang, we need something. Some, because I don't speak for anybody other than you know, myself, but just knowing that even when the podcast started, like, okay, we're, my experience is NFL cheerleading. So I could talk, definitely talk about that till the cows come home. And then you're kind of like, well, what about NBA? And then you kind of realize, oh crap, they go through similar things than we do, as we do. And Mm -hmm. there's so much that like connects us. And I think we kind of get it. Social media has helped tons, I think in that way, but we're still an industry. We're still a thriving community. And there's so many different businesses that are um, popping up. And I just think, like you said, if there were combined resources or some kind of umbrella, and when you think of all the different career paths that all these yes. current and former cheerleaders, like we should just have one big fat behind network at the very minimum, just for yes. like, like if you're looking for an accountant, guess how many accountants right. probably were on a team or like, you right. know what I mean? Like, you right. like some kind of I just LinkedIn effect you know, for us, yes. right? Yes, because it's like, not that we're fed to the wolves, but like, it's just like, we just have to grab hold of whatever info, whatever kind of jobs, like, it's like, wait, there's got to be a better way to like, streamline this, like, oh, yes. We need that, like, we really do need that. The more I think about it, it's like, you know, I'm not a big networking person, like, I know I can't stand it, but when you're talking to people in this space, it doesn't ever feel like that, like, that's why I'm like, give me the infomercial. Because it's so different when you're speaking to somebody that knows your language, that knows. It's just this commonality that is just, it's so inspiring because we all get each other. We all get it. And if we want to work with people who also share this passion for dance and for cheerleading and whatnot, it's like, it just makes sense for us to be able to connect with each other. And not just on a business level, like you mentioned, like mentally, emotionally, just like, you know, like if I wanted to find a freaking therapist, who would be better right. to talk to than somebody who's like studying this or from the, you know, anyway, totally. we're going to have to figure that part out. I, I know this might be you know, like <laughs> is one thing, but I just think that we just should have our own way of connecting with each other. I know there's alumni associations and whatnot. Yeah. I don't know what they do on these. I'm going to try to go to a couple things this year, hopefully, but love that. It doesn't have to all be on the basis of like, hey, you you were on a team and therefore you're part of this little club. It's like right. we have a whole oh. ecosystem of right. amazing people who are feeding this industry to make it what it is. So how do we tap in and connect? Oh, man, just share those resources and really talk to each other. Uh, and I think like the longevity and the sustainability, like having, you know, I mean, do we ever really have balance in our lives? Uh, it's tough, but... I think, yeah, man, if there was something that could just really be the the umbrella, I mean, I I think we would catapult as, you know, as a community. Like, we would. And the buying power and just like, even just like the the metrics that you would get of knowing, like, who this market is. Because like, mm -hmm. once you can say to brands, like, hey, this freaking network of everybody involved in professional cheerleading and dance, okay, whoever they are, choreographers, directors, 
former dancers, current dancers, you name it. Mm -hmm. This is education level. This is the things that they're doing, the businesses that they represent, the industries that they represent. Like, I mean, that just Uh, fuels its power and a whole different conversation about leverage, value and worth and everything. And you're not waiting on somebody to do it for you because they're not going to all of a sudden wake up and be like, wow, this is a really interesting segment of the market that can actually, I don't know, that maybe we should cater to or maybe we should listen to like, Right. Anyway, now I'm on a tangent. But see, this no, is No, I love this. Crazy. I'm like, I got goosebumps. I'm like, oh, you're, yeah, no, it's. But it would be like, so cool, though. And that's why, I mean, at least with this podcast and my last season of it, for right now, as far as I can see, it's really about like sharing stories and the spotlight on people doing wonderful things in our space and just hopefully inspiring other people to realize what all they can do with this background that they have and just understanding that their journey might be very, very similar to someone else's and that Mm -hmm. there's so much to learn and grow from that. And I just, I thank you for being a part of this, just sharing your resources that you're putting together. So this is actually your personal Instagram that people may need to see to all these posts that I've been talking about. But how do people find you? Tell us your handle as well as uh, Dance Team Central. Oh oh my gosh. I just, not that I just found out what a handle was, but (laughs) I was seen on some of the people, like I was, you know, trying to create my own applications for, for things for Dance Team Central. And I would go on other, like, you know, what are your social media handles? And I'm like, Hmm. Oh, I got it. What? Like, <laughs> anyway, um, but my Instagram is just Jackie Kegel, J-A-C-K-I-E-K-O-E-G-E-L. I even have a TikTok. What? But I, I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm like doing it sparingly anyway. So, but yes. I have um, one and only TikTok. Literally. <laughs> hey, you got <laughs> one. One, year. That's, that's one video a year. That's all we need. That's all we need. Oh my goodness. So yeah, so that's that's my personal accounts and then Dance Team Central. Mm-hmm. I you know, I've just started that that Instagram account and um have the have the website and it's funny because the website's way more built up than you know, like we said, yeah. social media man. It's <laughs> It's okay, a work in progress. Career. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the website does have a lot of those jewels and I will link it so people can reach it from the show notes too. But just encourage people to one, follow you on Instagram. I just think your posts are really inspirational. Like I love following experiences and meaningful posts, you know, of sharing your thoughts. And it, oh, I love you. your Instagram. Oh, that means so much to me. I and not to tangent, but just while we're talking here, it's funny because I think not speaking for you at all, but just our, our generation to a certain extent and, and how we view social media. And, you know, I think we mm-hmm. did have to go, okay, we, we've got to adapt to this and, and get on board to a certain degree, you know, based yeah. on maybe career stuff. But I'm also so thankful that I'm not in this space to gain followers or to gain right. likes or, you know, and, and I think, it's like, if you can just tell your story and do so in a way where it just is meaningful and it's like, it might work for some people, it might not. Getting on the, these platforms, I understand why, but if, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, you can spiral very quickly. And then I think you can get closed off to wanting to, again, expand in our industry. So again, the whole, I got nothing to lose mentality. I'm like, well, I built my 
relationships and friendships that are, you know, even though we've never officially met in person, but that connection is, Mm -hmm. is established. It's not just, you know, like a post trying to get the, this attention or something put out there what you want and do it for you. And, you know, and no, I totally agree with that. And I mean, I, I was watching Lizzo's I OD'd yesterday. Oh, I, it's in my bank to watch. I've heard, is it amazing? My That's gosh. what I've been reading. Like how many tears did I cry? Like, I don't even know what triggered them all the time either. It was just really, and I never watch TV or shows. So I'm really sucking. Oh my God. Makiba, we are literally the same person. sisters from another mister. <laughs> like I never do. Okay. I do not watch ahead. TV. Sorry. I used to no. only watch like main, like sports and sports talk shows. And I don't even do that yes. anymore. Hardly. But I was like, I really want to watch this Lizzo show. Just be prepared. You'll watch the whole thing in a day. It's just, it's probably going to okay, happen. Bench, but, okay. <laughs> um, but I was just thinking of uh, just how much she just put into that show and what she poured into her dancers. I think it was really just the care and the love that she had for the dancers that she was bringing in and trying to find for her tour. So all the feels, okay. It's just like oh amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm gonna... it, it hit me like when you think about when you do put yourself out there for social media and I don't see it often in our space and I might be maybe on DCC's page because you have the randoms and I jumped in the comments one day on a DCC post because they were commenting on how skinny this girl was. And I was just like, Oh, can we not? I just kind of lost my shit and said something. Mm-hmm. But when you think of just how much hateful communication mm-hmm. happens over social mm-hmm. media um, and how it really, really impacts people. And there was, you know, people speaking to that on the show. But uh, it did make me feel at least a little bit better. You have people that are posting with different motivations and whatnot. But for the most part, I'm just like, at least when you go in the comments of some of these posts, you don't see the cutting down kind of oh my gosh, just the negativity that you see and that you know is out there and probably maybe more on TikTok, I don't know. But it's at least a relief that it seems somewhat of a safe space. Even if you're posting for attention, like nobody's there saying, look at your this and, you know, just tearing people apart. And it's it's a huge testament to what this community is really like and about. And I mean, I do hope that people do continue to just feel inspired to share their stories authentically and just do it for you not for any other, exactly. like you said, just like the do it for you. Calls, you know, do it for you. No matter what, I mean, I think I'm an old school poster, like my posts are probably too long and oh. I'm just whatever it is. I mean, I'm just, I'm just who I am, but you know, people love and listen and whatever. Anyway, thank you everybody. Oh, <laughs> it's my favorite tour. Amazing. But, you are so amazing. You touch, touch somebody with your social media. It makes me feel a little bit more like, you know what? It doesn't have to be like social media perfect by social media standards these days. Like I attach more to just, like I said, thoughtful posts. I don't care if it's like long post alert. It's mm-hmm. just, you have something mm-hmm. to say and it's beautiful yep. to share it. It touched me. It made me want to reach out to you and get you on this no. podcast. And oh I'm just gosh. so grateful that I, that I did. This is oh, funny. No. Thank, Thank you. you. No, this <laughs> is so meaningful. This meant so much to me. Thank you so, so much. I- Thanks so much for listening to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. You can follow your favorite podcast on social media at Pro Cheerleading Podcast on Instagram, at Pro Cheer Podcast on Twitter. We're on Facebook, on YouTube, and you can support your favorite podcast on Patreon. Until next time, keep your eyes on the sidelines.